Thank you, Jesus. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, it is indeed a good thing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I'm excited. Today we are uh, basically going to be talking about a principle that I believe will bring uh, increase in your life. And the title of my message is Honor. Someone say Honor. honor. Someone say The Key, the key. That Unlocks increase and prosperity it's interesting that every scripture in the bible that teaches us to honor with it comes an, a, a promise for increase amen even the scripture that sister rachel uh, read from deuteronomy chapter number three verse nine after you honor god they your bonds are going to be filled with plenty amen and uh, if you go back to the book of Exodus, when God gave the uh, children of Israel the Ten Commandments, He said there was there is only one commandment with a with a promise. Did you know that? Only one commandment with a promise. Every other commandment, just don't kill, just don't do it, don't own, don't don't have any other god. Full stop. But with this one commandment, He used the word honor. He said honor your father and your mother, and here's the promise. When you do honor, there's going to be an increase of days in the earth realm. So everywhere you see scripture instructing you to honor, there's going to be increase. Now the challenge with the 21st century church is we have gotten so accustomed with the grace of God, which is good, but to the point that we have uh, now started treating God like a lightweight. And this has stopped the flow of God's increase in our lives. Amen? We have to go back to honoring God. You know, my little uh, two-year-old uh, daughter, she, 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 she has a fantastic relationship with me, I believe. But, but she knows not to cross the line. You know what? Because there is a, a, a fine line between a lack of honor and disrespect and disregard uh, of my role and my position as a father. God called me primarily to be a parent, and then secondarily to be a friend. Amen? We sing songs about, I am a friend of God. Yes, you are a friend of God, but God is God primarily. And you need to give Him that honor as God. Amen? <laughs> I mean, in the Old Testament, you couldn't be hanky-panky in the presence of the Lord. I mean, if you treated the, uh, uh, the presence of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, any kind of way, God would strike you dead. Now, in the dispensation where God is extending an olive branch, is extending grace, and, and we as adults, mature people, need to go back to realize, hey, hey, I might be a friend of God, but I still need to honor Him because He is indeed my God. Amen? This will minister to a lot of people. Tell your neighbor, don't treat God like a lightweight. Now, the word honor is the same Hebrew word used in the uh, Old Testament, chabod uh, or chabad, K-A-B-A-D, K-A-B-O-D. What does it mean? It means to make heavy. It means to make weight of something or someone. Amen. We have to treat God exactly the way He is God. Amen? And when we do that, there is going to be an increase in our lives. Let's go quickly now to Proverbs chapter number 3 verse 9. Proverbs chapter number 3 
verse 9. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Watch what it says in verse 9. It says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase, so that thy barns may be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst with new wine. Here are some four areas that I'm going to give you that I would like to believe once we start honoring God in these four areas, we are indeed going to see an increase in our lives. Amen? The first honor, if you're taking down notes, write this down, honor the Lord with your integrity. Honor the Lord with your integrity. Hallelujah! Honor the Lord with your integrity. You are only as excellent in the area of integrity as you are in the unsupervised areas of your life. Integrity only counts as integrity in the areas that are unsupervised in your life. We hear a story of a gentleman called uh, Joseph in the Old Testament. And the Bible said Joseph was trusted by his master, his king uh, Potiphar. And he stayed in, in Potiphar's house. And, and uh, Potiphar had entrusted Joseph with everything. And then uh, uh, the Bible says Joseph was a very good looking man. And uh, you know Potiphar's wife uh, had some you know, kind of... Uh, 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 attractions and all kinds of stuff, hormones uh, towards Joseph. And the one time, the Bible says, she made an advance. She came on to him. Amen? <laughs> and the Bible says, uh, Joseph said, no, I'm not going to take this. And he ran away. And what's interesting about what Joseph said, after he ran away is the key. He didn't say, I ran away because I'm afraid of Potiphar. In fact, he never mentioned Potiphar in the reason why he didn't commit this sin. He said, the reason why I cannot commit adultery with you is because I do not want to commit such a great, uh, wicked thing against God. So to him, he had such an honor for God in the area of integrity, he wouldn't even do something. Man, I'm telling you, he could have done it and never been caught. And a lot of folk in the church have done a whole lot of things and they think they can get away with stuff in the area of integrity. You can just get away with stuff and as long as you don't get caught. But let me tell you, you are stopping the flow of increase in your life. Amen? And the Bible says you are thrown into prison with this integrity intact. See, when you have the integrity and you honor God in the area of integrity, they can throw you wherever they want to throw you. You will still rise up again. The Bible says, as he was in prison, he was so excellent that he was made the head of all prisoners. See, when you honor God in the area of integrity, you will rise to the top. There's going to be an increase in your career. There's going to be an increase in your finances. You don't have to bend the rules and, you know, give some envelope under the table to get a deal. Stay in the lane of integrity. Hallelujah. You don't have to live like his wife when he hasn't paid Lobola yet. Stay in the lane of integrity. Ask your neighbor if you moved in with him. Because if you have, that's nasty. 
Amen. Because you are stopping the flow. You know what integrity, the simple definition of integrity is? It means let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. So if you got married before the people, before the angels, the seraphims, the cherubims, and God Almighty, and said yes to this woman, you said no to billions others. And stick with it. That's what integrity is. And that's what's going to bring increase in your life. Hallelujah. And if you say you're going to be there at half past twelve, Baba. Didn't we learn that when uh, Greg was presenting at the business forum, man? He said, make sure you are there 15 minutes before time. And no excuses. Oh, you know, there's, because there's traffic in Johannesburg. Everybody and their mama knew there was traffic in Jobek when you all agreed it was going to be 11.30. But you agreed, didn't you? And you put your yes, you put your word to it. And you know how powerful that is? Back in the day, they used to say, your word is your bond. It is your mortgage, Baba. <laughs> your word. It is that powerful. Your word is important. In fact, back in the days, you know what they would do? They would shake hands over a deal. They didn't have to write things down. And each man knew, if I give you my word, I have to stick with my word. And that's honoring God in the area of integrity. Notice I didn't say honor the contract. I didn't say honor the promise to your wife. I said honor the promise to God. Because when you made that promise, it was not to men, it was to God. And you have to start honoring God in the area of integrity. Amen? Integrity is as scarce as dinosaurs these days. Amen? Let's go now to Proverbs chapter number 2, verse 21 in the Amplified Bible. Someone shout, your integrity is revealed in the unsupervised areas of your life. That's where your integrity is revealed. Watch what it says. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the man of integrity, blameless and complete in God's sight, shall remain in it. So there's a whole group of people called the upright that are staying in a particular land, but the only ones that will stay in it. So it's a full church that has been blessed. Amen? But the only ones that will keep the blessing are the men of integrity. In whose sight? See, a lot of people think as long as I can play church in, in the front of my cell group leader, life group leader, as long as he thinks I'm, I'm holy, I'm alright. No, in God's sight. Did you see that? In God's sight. When it's the two of you with that uh, metropolis, those of you who drive, you know what I'm talking about. And he says, I want a cool drink. Nobody's watching. Nobody's there. We, and it starts in those little things. Don't get too used to just paying bribes for nothing. Just pay the, pool, the full fine. Amen. You broke the law. Just pay the full fine. Don't get used to, to just cutting corners for no reason. And it's become so normal. And guess what? This is what's stopping the flow of God's increase in many people's lives. Amen. The second area you are to honor God. It is to honor God. Someone say honor God. With your talents. 
Let's go to Colossians now, chapter number 2, verse 23. You have to honor God with your talents. Amen? Please give it to me in the Amplified Bible. How many of you know that God, when God created all of us, He gave to all of us uh, certain abilities and certain talents? Amen? And we are to use those talents while we are here in the earth realm. Amen? And when you don't honor the Lord with your talents, you stop the flow of increase into your life. You have to honor God with your talents. Hallelujah. And watch how you honor God with your talents. Such practices have indeed the outward appearance that popularly passes for wisdom. Did I say Colossians? 2.23? No, that's not what I... Okay, I think I want that. Alright, okay. We're going to keep reading. That popularly passes for wisdom in promoting self-imposed rigor of devotion and delight in self-humiliation. Severity of discipline of the body, but they have no value in checking the indulgence of the flesh, the lower nature. Instead, they do not do what? I didn't hear that. They do not honor God, but serve only to indulge their flesh. So when honor is missing, watch what happens. Next verse. He tells us what to do now. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Let's go now to... Colossians chapter number 1 verse 23. I think that's what I wanted first. Colossians 1 verse 23. Yeah. Okay, let's try 3 verse 23. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians 3 23. Yes, this is what I'm looking for. In the Amplified Bible, watch what it says. It says now, concerning your business, it says now, concerning every area of your life. Amen? Those of you that serve in the church, this is speaking to you too. Watch what it says. It says, whatever may be your task. So it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what your job description is. Some of you are waiting until you get that promotion. It's not coming. If you don't do this. What I'm about to read. It's not coming. Amen. He says, whatever may be your task, work at it heartily from the soul as something done for who? I didn't hear that. See, this is the problem. For most people, they go to work and put in a shoddy work because they think they are working for their boss. No, you're not. Because it is not your boss that put in those talents in you. In fact, the one dude was given a talent by the Lord and he went and he buried it. And then he came back and gave the same talent to God. He didn't steal anything. He brought back the same thing that he was given. And you know what God called him? He said, you are a wicked and slothful servant. And he says, cast him out to the utter darkness where there is a weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know why? Because when God deposits talents into you, He wants you to turn back and honor Him with them, whatever your task may be. Oh, these days I'm just a clerk. No, man, you have to do it like you're doing it for the Lord. 
Oh, I'm just a housewife. You have to, you have to be a housewife like you are a housewife for the Lord. Amen. Just a housewife, you know, your husband comes back from work and the duku is in your, you ain't even, you haven't even bathed. Amen. Whatever you do, work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for your boss. Did you see that? Here's where the trip up is. You think you're working for your boss. You're not. Amen. Did you know that it's not even your boss that's going to promote you? Amen. Did you know that? It's not even your boss. The Bible says for promotion does not come from the east or the west. But it is God that puts up one and sets down another. And how many of you know where the judgment of the Lord begins? In his house. So if his children are not working at it as if they are working for the Lord, he's not going to promote them. Because he doesn't like embarrassment. Especially for the kingdom. I mean, imagine making someone who's just slothful and not good at what they do and they don't do it heartily, make them a CEO of a company and they proclaim Jesus as their Lord. That's such a terrible testimony for the kingdom. Amen. So do you know what we do? We keep them where they are and take away their voice. So the only influence that we have is themselves. Amen. Because someone else is looking at you and thinking, man, this dude represents the kingdom of God. Amen. Give it to me in the message Bible. Watch this. Message Bible. Same verse. Watch what it says. Work from the heart for your real master. Who's what? God. See, your real master is God. Next verse. Confident that you will get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you are serving is Christ. Even when you are serving in church, you are not serving your HOD. The ultimate master you are serving is Christ. And if you don't make time, you think you are fixing your HOD. Well, let me tell you, you have a realer boss than your HOD. Who is the capital G-O-D. That's who you're working for. Amen? Even in your business, you're working for God. Hallelujah! Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. Next verse. The silent servant who does a shoddy work will be held responsible. I'm not even going to read the next part. I want you to read it for yourself. I'm not even going to read it. Did you see that? See, because after I read this, you can't walk out of here and say, well, pastor, I just didn't know. I didn't know I had to be on time. I didn't know I, I, I couldn't use steel from my company and just use their phone to call whoever I want. I didn't know, pastor. After you read this, you are going to know. Amen? Watch what it says. Being a Christian does not cover up bad Oh, pastor, I'll pray for it and just speak the anointing. Shaka, shaka. No, 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 no. Being a Christian does not cover up bad work. Just work and produce something excellent. Just, just oh no, pastor, I'll fast 40 days and shandash. No, 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 just, just, just. Give out a good work. 
honor God with your work, with your talents. Honor Him. Honor Him. You see, did you know that your work, when you finished working, uh, it, it has your signature written all over it? Did you know that? Once you're gone, people will be like, oh man, do you? <laughs> oh, once upon a time we used to have an HOD and they were terrible at it. Because it's got your signature on it. When you're gone and you've lived that uh, organization you're working for today, they're going to be still be talking about you because your signature is written all over your work. Especially when your predecessor comes and looks at your files, they'll be like, man, who was this? This is terrible. And then they say, oh, actually they're a Christian. A Christian with God living on the inside of them can't even spell. Amen. It's such a terrible witness. You know, I, I, always, get, I always get annoyed. You know, I'm not the, the master at spelling and grammar and so on. But, you know, I have a wife that is. So guess what? When I write something, I let her check it out because I don't want to put out a terrible witness. You know, some of, people, some of the people just hear things. The last one I saw was someone posting, uh, you must pray without season. S-E-A-S-O-N. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible never said anything like that. It says you must pray without stopping, ceasing. Amen. They were probably listening to the pastor, pray without ceasing. Yeah. And then they went and they wrote that without double checking. You know what Paul said with people that double check their work? He said they are noble. He said be noble as the Bereans. Go and read it in Acts 17. Be noble as the Bereans. That after they received that word, they went back and did a double check. You know what it's talking about? After you finish doing your report for your boss, you should also do a double check. Check the facts. Check the grammar. Check what's going on. After you do a work, if it's a manual work, go, go through it. Check. If it's a painting job, go and check if you've done it the way you're supposed to do it. Put in some work and do it as unto the Lord. And I was sharing with the Exco guys yesterday at the meeting, uh, one of my gardeners came at me, you know, tripping. You know, trying to, you know, talk, talk me down like I've got no hands and legs. So I fired him. And I told him, dude, you know, let me tell you something. I grew up cutting grass with a slasher. Now, cutting grass with the, this thing, this cut that you pull a lot more, that's easy peasy for me. And I did it myself. Guess what? I'm going to be doing it myself. As unto the Lord. Amen? Honor the Lord with your talents. Honor Him. Do your work as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let's go now to Acts chapter number 13. Thank you, Jesus. Is this helping someone? Thank you, Jesus. In fact, before we go to Acts chapter number 13, uh, Brother Chris, please give me Psalm 75 from verse 6 to 7. Psalm 75, verse 6 to 7. King James Bible. How many of you want to get promoted? Come on, just lift your hand. You want promotion? Just lift your hand. This is your scripture. Watch what it says. It says, for promotion neither comes from the east nor from the west. No, from the south. How many of you would like to know now where promotion comes? Next verse. Watch what it says. But God is the judge. He is the promoter. He puts down one and setteth up another. God is the one that fixes your promotion. So if you don't work as if you're working unto the Lord, you ain't getting a promotion. <clears throat> Amen? Work as if you're working unto the Lord. And you know what? The first place to work, some of you are looking for a job or a better job, lift your hand. Let me give you some advice. The first place to work 
and serve is in God's house. Get yourself employed for free. You know, pastor, there are no jobs on the internet. Here in this house, you can get yourself employed today. You can get, you can walk out with a job in God's house. And people that employ themselves in God's house and honor God always have increased. I used to go to a, an Anglican church in Greendale in Harare. And the one time I was walking in with my brother. And I had just come into town. And we walked in and there was this uh, Caucasian gentleman standing at the door with shorts. And he had gotten there at like 7 a.m. And he was giving out a pew paper at the door. Just giving out pew paper. And we walked in and my brother was like, do you know who that is? I said, no, I don't know who that is. Who's that? And he says, that's Mr. David Peach. He owns Metro Peach. You know what Metro Peach is? Metro Peach was a big uh, 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 department store like game. And this gentleman would come every Sunday, 7 o'clock. He's standing at the door, just giving out a few paper. Did I tell you about John D. Rockefeller last, uh, last week? John D. Rockefeller, if his wealth is recalculated to today, it's about uh, $340 billion, three times what Bill Gates has. John D. Rockefeller used to teach in Sunday school. I just preached. He used to volunteer for Sunday school. Mr. John D. Rockefeller, 340 billion later, used to teach. Man, I would have wanted to be a member in that Sunday school. (laughs) Teach me something, Mr. Rockefeller. 300. Man, I wonder what those kids learned. Some life changing wisdom. Amen. Mr. John D. Rockefeller not only used to teach a Sunday school, go and Google it. He used to be a janitor at the church that he attended every weekend. You'd take time out on Saturday and go in there and clean up stuff. Is that what janitors do? They clean up stuff, right? Do they clean toilets too? Mr. John D. Rockefeller was cleaning toilets. 340 billion US dollars later. Just lean on your neighbor and say, how much, how much is, is you worth? Amen. Man, this will bless you. First Corinthians, where did I tell you to go? Acts 13. Acts 13 quickly in the Message Bible. Acts 13, verse 13. This was a group of missionaries going out to preach. Even in the church, we don't want sloppy people. Watch Paul's attitude. No, I'm telling you, for free. We don't even want, you know, free service. That's sloppy. We don't want it. Watch what Paul says. From Pamphos, Paul and the company put out to sea, sailing to Pega in Pamphylia. That's where John called it quits and went back to Jerusalem. So John was a city boy. And he didn't want to go to Pamphylia. He was like, hey, listen, I don't want to go. Go back to that verse. He said, no, I don't want to go to Pega and Pamphylia. I, I, listen, I, I'm a city boy. I'm a Johannesburg boy. I don't want to go with you to Maslatini. I am not going. <laughs> and it so happened that two chapters later, they were going to a different city. In Acts chapter number 15, verse 36. Give it to me in the Message Bible. So he came back and he said, gents, I want to join you. Now I want to go. I want to go for free. Now they were going to New York. The metropolis of Johannesburg. He says, man, I want to I be a missionary to New York. Watch what Paul said. After a few days of this, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit all our friends in each of the towns where we preached the word of the Lord. Let's see how they are doing. Next verse. Barnabas wanted to take John along the one nicknamed Mark. Next verse. <coughs> but Paul wouldn't have him. He wasn't about to take along a what? <coughs> Did you see that? 
He wasn't about to take with him a quitter who as long as the going got tough. How many of you know that the going will get tough? But Paul, Paul was like, listen, I don't want people who as soon as the going gets tough, jump ship. The one who jumped ship on us in Pamphylia, that dude, I don't want to take him with us. For free. He wasn't getting paid for this job. See, even in the kingdom, this is God's attitude. When you come to serve, you better come to serve. Amen. <laughs> when you come to serve, you better brings it. Plural. Brings it. Amen. Yes, you know, we're just doing it. No, you better do it. And as you do it, promotion will come to you. You know why? Because honor, honor has increased always attached to it. If you honor the Lord with the, uh, uh, your, 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 your substance, there's increase. If you honor your parents, your father and your mother, there's increase of days. Amen. And the opposite of that is if you disregard and dishonor. See, when you read the Bible, you should learn to hear what he's saying and also what he's not saying. What he didn't say was that if you dishonor your parents and disregard your parents, there's going to be a decrease of days on your life. It's as real as that. Well, pastor, I'll pray in tongues and fast. No, if there's dishonor, that seed of dishonor and rebellion will cause decrease in your life. And it has to be dealt with. Amen. I said amen. And how many of you know that honor always goes with substance? So don't go back to your parents and say, Mommy, I honor you. No, that's lip service. Okay, alright. Moving right along. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9 from verse 24 to 27. We're still honoring God with our talents. Amen? 24 in the Message Bible. 1 Corinthians 9 24 to 27. Thank you, Jesus. Watch what it says. You have all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, but one wins. Run to win. Did you see that? Everybody be running. But only one is going to win. And he gives you advice. Run to win. If you read it in the King James Bible, give it to me in the King James Bible, you'll see. And then we'll flip back. Know ye not that which, the, which run in a race, run all, but one receives a prize. So run that you may obtain the prize. Be the one who runs to obtain the prize. May, may, make it an inherent characteristic, a part of your personality to always want to run to win. Oh, man, I, I, listen, the boys I play soccer with on Wednesday will tell you, man, I play to win. All the time. See, if you visit me in my house, I take out scrabbles and we're playing and you, in your mind, you think, oh, it's just me and Pastor T playing. I'm just... No, I'm playing to beat you. I'm playing to win. I'm not... Listen, I'm not just playing. When we drive on a long distance, and, and women always do this. When I'm driving on a long distance and I pass you, man, I have you in the back of my mind. I just beat you. I beat you, I beat you, I beat you. And I'm, I'm going. And then my wife says, Honey, I have to go to the toilet. What? You want to go to the toilet? Do you know how many guys I just passed? I'm running the race to win. They always want to go to the toilet. And I'm thinking, that, but there's a toilet at home. You could have gone to the toilet. 
You know that, right? Amen. You know why? Because I'm running to win. Next verse. Watch what it says. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal. That tarnishes and fades. You are after the one that... That's gold eternally. You know what he's saying? He's saying when you serve in the house of God, it is God who's going to reward you with a gold medal, and this gold medal is eternal. So take your talents and put them at work in the kingdom. Next verse. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard to finish the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No slopping living for me. Someone shout no sloppy living for me. Amen? Everything you do, just cut out the sloppiness. Just cut out the sloppiness. He told me, my brother told me, he said, that's Mr. David Peach. He's the usher today. He's always the usher, just serving. And from that day, man, that man left an impression in my heart. Man, I'll do anything that needs to be done. I'll pick up speakers. Man, you just call on me. I will do it. He left an impression. Because that man was worth multi-millions of dollars. But he was willing to do anything, just anything. Pass out pew paper, I'll do it. No wonder why he's rich. You know why? Because everything he does, he does it to the T. He's extreme about everything. I was sharing with one businessman uh, we run with uh, every Saturday. Uh, and I was saying, man, you're consistent. You only started running this year. And, and during the week, he's running, training himself so that when Saturday comes and Pastor T and Henry and them are pacing up, man, I'm going to keep up with them this week. He's training. And he comes every Saturday. He's the first one. And I told him, I said, now I know why you're successful. Because you're a consistent man. And he said, no, Tafara, I gave you my word that I was going to be here running. I am going to be here running for 52 weeks this year. That's my commitment to myself. See, when you make these commitments, you have to make a commitment to yourself. You say, hey, listen, I don't need pressure. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be in it. Amen? Man, if people have to call you, hey, hello, do you, we want someone to serve at church. Would you, do, hey, please serve. Please, 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 please serve. Please serve. And then when you come in, just sloppy, just pass out a few paper without even looking at people. Just welcome to church. You're not even in it. Amen? It will explain the other areas of your life. When things happen, the pastors will know. Like, oh man, I knew, I knew. <laughs> I knew that one, I knew it. Because that's just how it works. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So honor the Lord with your talents. Especially at work. Don't clock watch. Five PM the pen goes down. <laughs> Have you ever been to Oma Face? They write your first name and then eleven thirty tea time they put your pen down. They won't even write the surname. They'll write the surname after tea. Because they're clock watching. That's terrible. Think I'm working for the government. No, you're not. You're working for God. All right, okay, moving right along. Honor the Lord with your employees, subordinates, and helpers. Now, how many bosses do we have in the house? How many people have people that work for them? If you have a maid, people that work for you, this one is for you. This was written by the Apostle James to his church. And he was talking specifically to business people. Now, James was an amazing man. He pastored a church of about, you know, 40,000, 50,000 in Jerusalem, in the metropolis of Jerusalem. 
the bars of Jerusalem. And you know, James's uh, uh, ministry and his, his, his church was amazing because at one point you could see Philemon sitting in the church. And Philemon was a businessman from Colossia or Colossians where the, the, the church at Colossia met at his house. The church of about 2,000 folk. They used to meet at his house. And every now and again, he would visit the church that James pastored. Paul and them, when they were in town in Jerusalem, they would go and sit under James's leadership. John and all the apostles, when they would visit Jerusalem, they would go and sit and listen to James. He was an amazing pastor, an amazing man. And watch what he said to the businessmen in his church. There were a lot of businessmen in the church, and he pastored a lot of businessmen. And this, I'm not saying it. It's the apostle, Paul, apostle James saying it. So don't take offense. Because it might sound a little tough. Watch what it says. James 5 verse 4 in the King James Bible. James 5 verse 4. This is awesome. Watch what it says. Behold, the hire of laborers, we have ripped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud. So he's saying, behold, the salary of the laborers, we have ripped down your fields, which is of you kept, which is of you, which you have kept back by fraud, cries. And the cries of them which have ripped are entered into the hearts of the Lord of Sabbath. Now, the Lord of Sabbath is the Lord of war. It is the God of your of war. So what is he saying? He's saying, all oh, you business people, the money that you keep back from people that have earnestly worked, it is the money that goes together with the cries of the people before God. And it cries to the God of war. Amen? And he says, pay that money. Tell your neighbor, pay back the money. Amen? Pay that money. So if you own a business, one of the priorities for your business is to pay salaries. All successful business people honor people's wages because people have worked. Those of you that have helpers, maids, and so on and so forth, pay them. If you have to pay them from your credit card, pay them from your credit card. One of these days, we're going to have a business forum where you're going to ask questions and so on and so forth. Pastor Trevor was sharing me a story about the guy, gentleman who started DHL. He honored this scripture so much so that the one month he didn't have enough money to pay salaries, he took how much? 100000 And went to uh, Las Vegas to gamble it so he could earn salaries. <laughs> and history says he won. I'm not going to be standing here and telling you, you know, it was because of the Lord. I can't do that. I would want to do it, but I can't do that. And then he went back and paid salaries. He honored salaries. So some of you here who are going to be getting into business, you need to honor. If you tell people you're going to pay them by the 25th, be the last one to be paid. Amen? Otherwise, their cries are going before Wondo, God of war. You don't want that. Amen? You don't want that. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter number 8 as we close. Two more minutes. Can I do this for two more minutes? Honor the Lord with your finances. That's the fourth one. Honor the Lord with your finances. Honor the Lord with your finances. 
Deuteronomy chapter number 8 verse 1. Watch what it says in verse 1. And the commandments which I command thee to this to you this day, give it to me in the message Bible. It's easier to read. It says the same thing. Keep and live out the entire commandment that I'm commanding you today, so that you will live and prosper and enter and own the land that God promised to your ancestors. Go now to verse 10. After a meal, satisfied, what should you do? Bless God your God for the good land He has given you. Next verse. Make sure you don't forget your God by not keeping His commandments, His rules and regulations that I command you today. Next verse. Make sure that when you eat and are satisfied and you've built pleasant houses and settle in them. See your herds and flocks flourish and more money come in. Watch your standard of living going up and up. Amen. Make sure you don't become so full of yourself and your things that you forget God. Man, it's easy to forget. See, when you're driving a Lexus, it's easy to forget the one time when you were scared to sit at the front, in the front uh, seat of the taxi because you couldn't do change. <laughs> now you're rolling in a Lexus and you're forgetting. You, you, you avoided the front seat. Because you didn't want to do change. Not only did you not want to do change, you knew if the money was short, it was on you. <laughs> Amen. And you went through that for five years and so on and so forth. And now things are looking up. And things are happening. And you're rolling in an air-conditioned ride. It's easy to forget. Did you know that? So easy to forget. Forget God. Your God, the God who delivered you from Egyptian slavery. Next verse. The God who led you through that huge and fearsome wilderness. Those desolate, arid badlands crawling with fiery snakes and scorpions the god who gave you water gushing out from a hard rock next verse the god who gave you manna to eat in the wilderness some something your ancestors had never heard of See, some of you are driving cars your ancestors have never heard of some of you are earning monies that your ancestors never dreamt of amen <laughs> And he says, in order to give you a taste of the hard life, to taste you so that you would be prepared to live well in the days ahead of you. Next verse. If you start thinking to yourselves, here's the tripper. Here's the spanner in the words. If you start thinking to yourself, I did all this. And all by myself. I'm rich. It's all mine. Well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that He promised to your ancestors as it is today.